week three, ho. Put your peas up. Hey, put your peas up. Hey. Hi, everybody. I'm so excited for week three of consistency, as you can tell. But it's so late. It's 11 o'clock. And I was like literally halfway asleep. Honestly, that's why I had to like hype myself up. Um, But I was like, nah, like we're doing this, hun. Like, fuck the bullshit. We're about to get this podcast popping off. So welcome to the For Your Thoughts podcast where psychology, pop culture, and self meet. I am your host, Penny Anassi. And today we have a super special guest, Anthony Duncan. He is the founder of Dead the Silence, a social initiative that creates a space for unspoken mental health issues and resources for healing and support. So Anthony Duncan is so special to me. We grew up together in Houston and we rode the bus together. I feel like we would always get get on his nerves on the bus, but he was just like always an amazing soul. We would always connect. He moved to New York and we would always just pass each other in Harlem, like just see each other out and about. And like we were just always connected in some type of way. And so Anthony, um, he lost his sister, Ashley Duncan, rest in peace, to suicide um, and she was truly a light. She was a very special person to the Houston community. If you are from Houston, you know, from our community, like the Southwest side, you know, you probably knew her or you knew about the situation. It was a rough time for all of us when that happened. Um, and it just, I'm really happy that he's here today to talk more about suicide and like shed light more on depression, and anxiety and even the healing that has to come with a family member or friend committing suicide, especially considering the fact that like this past, like the whole quarantine and this week especially has been rough, a rough one in media with Tamar Braxton's attempt to commit suicide and Kanye West's allegedly, alleged public showcase of his manic episodes. It's just been like a very, very like weird time. Um, even someone who... I adore one of my friends, a Twitter friend and and a real life friend after we met in real life. But he wrote this week about how he tried to take his life um, during the quarantine as well. And he's just happy that he's here. And when I tell you this guy is like a light to so many people. His name is Smiley. He talked about it. So I feel like I can talk about it, too. His name is Smiley. Well, we call everybody calls him Smiley. Um, and if you know him, you know exactly who I'm talking about, but it's just really, I know that like depression and all this and that doesn't have a face, you can never tell what people are going through. And it's so true. So like another reminder to just dig deep and ask questions and heal. And yeah, I don't even know what to say about that, but I'm so happy that he's here. I'm praying for Tamar Braxton, praying for Kanye, praying for people to, truly start to understand mental health so we cannot be so it's a lot of us are going through it like so it cannot be such a thing so it can be a part of like our everyday health and our everyday life like that's truly like my goal here so I feel like the more we talk about like yeah the more that we talk about these deep-rooted complex and taboo topics running mental health the more we will understand and like be able to, to provide support for ourselves others and anyone who's going through like a mental battle but yes we have anthony duncan on later um but of course we're gonna get into these updates first okay so i realized that since i'm doing my podcast weekly now 
thank you, Jesus, that my updates won't be like as vast or like juicy, which is cool. Um, I was wondering why last week I didn't have much to say. I was like, oh, really? My updates are these new little fitness things that I've been doing. But then I was like, okay, well, if you would, if I would record the podcast like every couple of months, of course they would, there would be hella updates. But now that it's every week, there's not going to be that many updates. So I'm going to do my updates based on, of course, what's happening. Um, and then also just like my own realizations and epiphanies, you know, and things to share with you guys. So I can say one small thing that I've been working on is communication, especially like in relationships and friendships and family and everything like that. And like the importance of really communicating. I feel like things can go so much smoother and there's so much on the other side of efficient communication from both ends or a group of people. There's so much you can learn about a person that you didn't even know. Um, humans are so complex that you wouldn't know certain things about them if you truly didn't communicate. Or even if there's a problem, if you don't communicate, you don't see why someone feels that way. Everything, people get defensive. We have different coping me mechanisms. Things get crazy. So I really want to um, continue to like learn the art of just some really good communication. So that's one thing that I've been doing. Yeah, so for a little bit more for this week's update, outside of the whole communication thing, I really want to talk about letting go. Letting go of the idea you had for something and giving that thing to God or whoever you believe in, just surrendering, right? Honestly, it's like really crazy why we haven't let go, but we should all let go of, of what we thought 2020 would be like. All of the memes and the gifts, like they're funny and they're definitely relatable. And it's like, yo, 2020 is just what it was, what it is and what it's going to be. So that's it on that. We can't really do much about it anymore, but realize that it's going to it's going to produce something that's bigger than we ever imagined. Um, Like the suffering and everything, it's like people are dying. It's sick out here. And I know it's hard to see clearly through all of that, but God always has a plan. And if you're like me, like you've been you've been self-reflecting on the benefits of quarantine. I've been talking about for the past couple of episodes, like there's a positive in everything, like everything. There's a lesson in everything. So and something that you can be doing. So if you've been doing that, like that's amazing. But personally, I've experienced the most beautiful unimaginable things during this time. I've met people who have truly changed my life for the better. And I've gotten closer to people who have been in my life forever. I've also truly gained the confidence in my purpose and vision, and I'm going after it with even more force than ever, ever before. And honestly, y'all aren't ready because I'm not ready to see what God has in store. And I'm just really, really grateful for like all of those self-realizations that would not have happened if Corona didn't bring her ugly ass on over here. Trust me, I still have days when I'm just like, yo, what, what's really going on here? Why is this like this? Why did this situation end up like this? Why, why, why? And like, I thought it would go like this, but it really didn't. And I'm really confused. And is there anything I could have, like, you know, like just going off on a tangent, right? A mental tangent. A lot of days I've had those. 
So when I say I am working through certain things when it comes to this trust, trust and believe, I really am, tears and all. But I'm consciously practicing every single day to surrender to the possibilities and give things to God, whoever you believe in, the universe, whoever you truly believe in, in order to receive like what's truly mine. And it's a concept that's like easy to think about and like think that you're doing, but like you really don't be doing it. (laughs) And I know like that's me. I'm talking about myself. Anyways, so I really don't want to get preachy at all. Y'all know that's not even my thing, really. I just want to share the insight, honestly, that helps me and like what's been giving me peace with you guys, as I always do. And this is honestly just what it is. It's the whole point of this podcast. Um, And like I said earlier, letting go and giving things to God is easier said than done. And I can honestly say it's something that I have. I haven't practiced as much as I should have in the past. Because I'm like, I feel like I'm not, I know that I'm not, but because I am a bit of a black sheep in my family, I always went for what I wanted. And I had so much pride in getting exactly that and keeping that and proving to others that I could do it. I can get it. I can sustain it, even if it didn't feel that good to me. And it's like, we hear the saying, we want what we want is not always what God wants. And it's very much so true. But then again, it's hard to accept sometimes and truly act on it. I know for me, I've been dealing with a lot of closed doors. Honestly, these motherfuckers feel like they are slamming the goddamn door in my face. Like, boop, bye. Like, just rude, just rude. Um, Some doors have been closing more gently than others. Um, There's been a lot of no's. And a lot of not right nows. Um, and that th- that's really intense in this like time of, of uncertainty. Like having more extra uncertainty on top of uncertainty is just really not it. Um, yeah. So what's truly giving me peace right now is the confidence in myself. The confidence in knowing that everything is working in my favor and the redirections that are already leading up to situations that I can never imagine. Like every closed door is a redirection to where you're supposed to be. And then everything that goes wrong is a lesson you're supposed to learn to get back on that path that God made for you, right? And that's the beauty in all of this and in life if we choose to view it that way. I know, I know, I know. It pains. Trust me, I'm a crybaby. My, like things hurt me. Like they really, really do. Like anybody. And it pains to let go. It's one of the hardest things to do, but we are more, well, we are more than equipped to do so with the right mindset, mental health, and faith. That's all I have on that right now, though. I hope that all made sense. I'm talking to myself and it's just what I've been going through as of lately. And the reason why this is my update is because like, it's, yeah, it's what I've been going through, not in one specific part of my life and career. I graduated into thinking I was going to do one thing. I'm going into something else. Like it's a lot going on right there. I'm in friendships, letting go of certain friendships that just like don't no longer serve me in relationships that the idea of what I thought isn't what it is, but let's work with that. Like, let's figure out what that is with God in the middle of everything, different habits that I know that need to, I need to get rid of. And it's honestly, it's like the purge. It's purge season. If someone was like, oh, okay, what's this 
chapter of your life called? It's like Purge. It's also called like Surrender to the Possibilities, which I'm getting tatted on me very, very soon. I only have one tattoo and I said I wouldn't get another one until something like speaks to me like nothing ever before. And during the quarantine, I figured out that I want to get Surrender to the Possibilities. If any of y'all steal it, you better watch out. It's on. Okay. But anyways, I want to leave you guys with this. For those of you who are struggling with letting something go, um, I watched this amazing sermon by Stephanie Ike from One Church LA, and it's called Thoughts on Starting Over. And this is like her four things or tips that she gave or thoughts that she gave to letting go. Number one, the God thing is designed to stretch you, not fit you. What God wants for you is going to grow you make you better, even if it feels weird and painful at first. It's going to expand who you are in some way or something about you for the future um, and not just simply be placed there and keep you like the same person, keep you as the same person. Number two, the idea that inspired birth wasn't, the, the idea that inspired your birth wasn't an existing idea. God's plan for you is nobody else's plan. So we got to stop comparing our lives and journeys to others. It's specifically, uniquely, and graciously designed for just us. Like just you. Like your shit is yours. Like that's it. That's what he made for you, baby boo. And um, that's what takes, that, that's what makes it so special. You know what I'm saying? So the idea that inspired your birth wasn't an existing idea. God's plan for you is nobody else's plan. Period. Number three, there is more to life than hashtag winning. Like everyone is trying to be hashtag goals and always win or at least look like they're winning. Like just look like they everything's popping on the gram or whatever. And is it is it for others? Is it for ourselves? Like what's it really for? Um, there's so much more to life than just winning. Like life and the beauty of it all is all inside the journey, the love, the relationships and the lessons. Winning is great, but that's not all that there is to life. Um, that actually happens the least in life. Like we have more losses than wins in life. If you really like look back at it, look back at it. Hey, look back at it. Ooh, okay. Let me stop. But yeah, like we really, really do. Anyways. Okay. So four. Don't be afraid to seek. Don't be afraid to take risk and be in tune with yourself and whoever you believe in while you are figuring out this life. Like if you feel the need to go out and take a risk and do something new, go do it. That might be that not it might be. It's a part of your path to getting to where you're supposed to go. And don't think that you seeking is like you messing up. No, it's not at all. So don't be afraid to seek. Don't be afraid to take risk, be in tune with yourself and whoever you believe in while you're seeking, but it's okay to go the wrong way and redirect. All of this, all of that that's happening is building up, building you up for your destiny. So let's go back through them one more time. The God thing is designed to stretch you, not fit you. One. Number two, the idea that inspired your birth wasn't an existing idea. Number three, there is more to life than winning. Number four, don't be afraid to seek. So yeah, that's my update, honestly, for y'all. This is what my past week has been about. <laughs> and um, working out, 
and also doing stuff for the podcast. I joined a new media group that is lit and amazing. I'm so excited for the future of that. Um, everybody get active, stay active. And we're going to go into our pen pal letters because I really want to see what y'all been up to. Like, what what y'all been doing? We have a couple, but I'm just I'm just gonna read one today. We're about to get into these pen pal letters, guys. Make sure you guys email me at pennyperiodanasty at gmail dot com, spelled p e n n i e period a n a s s i at gmail dot com. Send me y'all's tea. It will be anonymous, I promise. And I wouldn't even tell a soul. I swear to God, I really wouldn't. Um, And just let me know what y'all have going on in y'all's lives. And if you guys need any advice, I would love to give you what I can. I don't know shit, but (laughs) I would love to help and just know what y'all are up to, to be honest with y'all. So we have one letter. All right, so the letter reads, Hey, Penny, so I have this guy friend who I used to have S, period, E, period, X with. You could have definitely just said sex. Sex, 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 sex. Ooh, sex, sex, sex. I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. But, like, for real, you could have said sex. Um, Yeah, so so I have this guy friend who I used to have sex with, and we're still friends and super cool. We haven't done anything in years, but I'm wondering if I should let my current boyfriend know about it or continue to keep it a secret sign don't say who i am i'm gonna call you lisa all right lisa like i don't know why lisa's a random ass basic name but sorry if anyone's name is lisa but lisa i have like a couple questions it's like is the person is your guy friend who you were messing around with before um your current boyfriend like is he around you guys and like to what extent um does he chop it up with your boyfriend if that's the case you should definitely tell him that's just what I would do I would definitely tell him because I would want the same for me I'm not trying to be kiki in in no one's face that my boyfriend messed with and like they were like that intimate with it's just don't sit right with my soul like I I, I just want to know y'all like everyone can be cool like let's take like let's have a good time like let's take shots let's let's party but Let's do whatever we're doing in that moment. But I need to know. I just want to know just because I just I like I just don't want that girl to think like she got something on me, even though that's an ego thing for sure. But like, I just want to be in sync. It's more so about this. Be in sync with like my dude. And we're on the same page because we're a team. And although he might have had sex with whoever someone that's in the room it's like okay I know that and I know how to move and I know what the energy is going to be like in that room like that's really like what I think so and also I'm a really like one thing that grinds my gears is best friends quote-unquote that like say they're best friends but really there's something else there and the thing about that is like also I can't really speak on that because all of my guy friends are truly my brothers and my guy friends I wouldn't even dare like I just wouldn't dare it's not even a thought to go any further or anything like that but that's just like how I am um and I know people are people are very much so different and I think it's a beautiful thing to build like a friendship 
that turns into a relationship, I think that's dope. Like, that'd be lit if that ever happened. You know, I think that's a beautiful, like, love story. But for me, like, that's just never how I really operated. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. I have no idea. But um, I've definitely been hurt in a situation where in a long time ago, years ago, guys, years ago. So please don't try to know weird shit. Anyways, like, years ago, um, I was in something like, you know, like a best friend, liked liked somebody, like all that stuff. I didn't know. And it's like, yo, like y'all could have just told me that y'all liked each other or y'all could have just done whatever that was. But I was like left in the blind side because people want to like hold that best friend title, but not really be best friends. Like your people be high key in love with their friend or whatever. So for you guys, like, it's, like, how close are you to the guy, friend that you mess with? Like, what does he mean to you? Honestly, my thing is, like, honesty is the best policy. Like, no matter if that, whatever story you have that's the honest story is just like, yo, what the hell? Like, this doesn't make any sense. Whoever's meant for you is going to, like, give you space to, like, explain that story and understand, like, okay, like, it's nothing or whatever. Um... Or if he has a problem with it and you can be like, okay, I'm going to respect my man and like not talk to this person or not. Just depends on, you know, it depends on so many different things. But I guess the grand answer for me always is honesty is the best policy, especially if you are in a relationship. Because communication is everything, everything. And I'm personally not trying to be in anything where there's like loose, of course, there's always going to be loose ties and mixed things with like humans. But if I can like avoid a murky situation, I'm going to be honest. And that's just what I think you should do. But it all depends on if that friend is like always, if always around or do you text him and your boyfriend's like, who are you texting? Like things like that. Like, yo, just let him know. Everybody has a past. Like y'all act like y'all wasn't, people weren't doing anything before, you know, like, if you didn't know your boy, like you didn't know your boyfriend when you were messing with that guy, you didn't even know that y'all were gonna. You you probably never even met him, so it's kind of like he should understand that. So let him know if he's a real nigga. Like he, he'll be like, okay, cool. Like thanks for letting me know. If he's not and insecure, then that's another story. But yeah, honesty is the best policy, and that's that on that. Uh, yeah, we're gonna move into our next segment, change, and you guys. Again, make sure you guys email me with your pen pal letters. And I love hearing y'all stories. And it's like people have so many similar stories. It's so crazy. So, yeah, we're going to move on to change. If you guys don't know what change means, like or the change segment means, just like people who are doing things that are changing the world like right now. And I don't pick like typical things that everybody knows about. Like I pick things that are like very important to me. And um, things that I feel like are so necessary, but people just aren't haven't done like before. And yeah, so for change for this week, I want to share a resource for free therapy for black men. A big part of why people don't seek mental health care, especially black men, is be black anybody minorities, period, is because it can be expensive without insurance. Also, a lot of therapists don't take just any insurance. And if they do, they probably have the longest wait list. It's like finding a therapist that you really want is very, very hard. But I feel like 
any therapy is better than no therapy until you get who you want. So that's my outtake on that. But also hit me up if you're trying to find a therapist. I will definitely help. Um, But yeah, so a lot of therapists don't take just any insurance. And if they do, they probably have the longest wait list. It's super complicated. So I could definitely see why someone would just like give up on going to therapy. It's like, oh, this shit's way too hard. And I barely want to go anyway. So why would I even put that much effort into it? And you forget about it and things like that. But yeah, so like someone shared this resource and I wanted to share it with you guys because therapy is motherfucking life. I came across it on IG and it looks like they are still taking people. Um, if you are a black man or if you know a black man, 18 years or older, that has experienced racial injustice and would like to receive free therapy, you can email free therapy for black men at gmail.com free therapy the number four black men at gmail.com i'm gonna put it um well if you go to my instagram you'll see it and i'll put it somewhere on the podcast episode but yeah so if you know anybody and i feel like all black people have experienced racial injustice so get on that get somebody therapy or get yourself therapy And we're going to move on to my two cents. Okay. We're going to go into my two cents, which is just my opinion on certain things, my empathetic and humanistic approach to things that are happening in pop culture most of the time. Um, Like my little two cents or whatever. But of course, I want to talk about my guy, Kanye West. Of course I do. And um, I'm not sure which episode it was, but a couple episodes ago, well, one of my, actually, I think it was like my third episode, I had broke down the whole Kanye bipolar thing. This was like in 2018. This is when I first started this podcast. So if you want to like, if you want the deets on, you know, bipolar and how that works, we have a couple episodes on that. Make sure you go back to that. I really am still processing everything and everything is still happening in real time. And I don't even know what I would say, especially it's 1242 at night right now. And I was like, you know what? Just read the messages that you sent to people who've asked you your opinion and then read, you know, the tweets that you put up. And it's like, I don't have no big ass analysis. I'm just, my main thing is pray for him. That's the main thing. And then like little things that I've been saying to my people, people that are close to me and to my, my Twitter following so I'm thinking I'm going to start with the, actually, I'm just going to start with whatever pops up in my screenshots. Let's take it from there. So about him or about the Kardashians, like not helping him or not being able to help. I was just like, yo, you can't help people who don't want to help themselves. It's impossible, especially with something like bipolar. All they can do like the Kardashians is force him into a psych ward or wait for him to come back down and let him know what he did. And if he feels like he wants to change and he wants to, you know, get help, then he will do that or they will do that. But if he doesn't, then that's really what it is. It's nothing you can force on anyone, especially if you're, if you're not a minor, you can't do that. If you're not harming yourself and others, you can't force anyone into a psych ward or medication or anything like that. And all he was doing was saying stuff. He wasn't harming it a soul. He wasn't harming a soul. 
maybe in the ways of his political comments that definitely harm souls for sure. But as far as physically in the moment, that was not what was happening. So yeah, that's my take on that. Um, and then the fact that he was saying like all this shit about like Harriet Tubman, all that was just not even accurate. But I will say if you have, if you know anyone who's even had a manic episode, it's like a blackout sometimes. And he does not know, he didn't, he don't know what he's saying. Like it just came out. And it's crazy that like people have no recollection of their, some people have no recollection of their manic episodes. They're like, oh, that happened? Like, wow, that's crazy. They don't even know that, that they did that. So it's like, and everything he's saying, he's not even, it's it's a lot. Anyways, it's too much. I really should write about it and then like dissect it for real, but that's going to take a while. So I'm not just going to come on here and just say anything. Um, and also like when people who are bipolar, when they come down, come back down, they're confused. Yeah, it's like what happened. And then about like medication, he's talks about how he stopped taking it. Medication does not feel good. Like I used to take Adderall, I think y'all know that, and I don't take that shit anymore. It's doesn't feel good. I feel so much better without it. And that's the simplest thing, like for my ADD. But people who have different things, it's like, yo, that medication sometimes doesn't feel good. I'm not against medication at all. It definitely gets you to where you need to be. Not against it at all. In no way. I want to make sure I make that very, 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 very clear. But I'm just letting you guys know why some why somebody would like be like, ooh, I don't want to take this. And it's something to work through to just take it and become better. It makes you feel like super duper low and just super weird and like not like yourself. So Kanye mentioned, and I forgot what interview, I think it was either with Sharla or David Letterman about how he stopped taking the medication or whatever. For everyone who's like, he needs to get medication, he needs da 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 talking about y'all goddamn ass, yeah. Anyways, so, and like, it's so crazy to me that all people talked about and we're going to talk about is like the Harriet Tubman, Harriet Tubman situation, when obviously this is very, very deep in like mania, deep mental things happening, like right in front of our face. It could have been triggered from COVID. It could have been triggered from his... And I'm not a doctor at all. Nothing like that. This is These are all my own personal opinions and observations, putting that out there. It could have been triggered from his mom's birthday being just like recently. Also him creating an album, like creativity and pushing that out would make somebody be triggered to have a manic episode. It's so much. I will definitely write something about it for y'all soon, soon. And it's like crazy that I was really, we all watched him like break down and have that manic episode and people just like, people let it happen. But really you can't do anything about that. You can cut the cameras. The cameras should have been cut, but of course they weren't because the media wants anything that's going to outrage us. That's what they want. So yeah, it was really crazy. I just really hope that he works through that. Um, Another thing, I'm just going through my tweets. One thing that I tweeted was that this could happen to anyone, just FYI. Even if you don't have a mental illness now, people are predisposed. I've seen this happen in certain things, drugs, situations, anything can trigger it. So yeah, I'm praying for Ye. Still, He's still a genius and it's like really unfortunate what the mind is really capable of. That's one of my tweets. I do want to read... One of one of my friends tweets, Anthony Eady. It was 
perfect. Hold on. Let me find it, guys. Sorry that I'm reading tweets as my... Actually, I'm not sorry because... Y'all should actually follow me on Twitter. P-E-N-N-I-E. Peace on Twitter. But he said, it's wild how much people can accomplish in life despite their own mental challenges. While you're busy throwing a stone at someone from your glass house, ask yourself, what have you accomplished in the last five years of life? How have you helped the people you claim to love? Like, while you're doing all that, talking all that, get get off your phone and do something for you, not even for this, like, do something for your situation. Another thing that he said was, this could happen to anyone. My friend said, who isn't suffering from some sort of mental challenge? Almost everyone, in my opinion. The lack of empathy will always exist when people can't face their own problems when they look in the mirror. I said on that, period. Someone else that I follow, Kiana Fitzgerald, who actually is bipolar. She is a journalist who's who has talked about her her life with bipolar. And these are the things that she said. I've been watching this Kanye shit unfold and a lot of folks are doing mental gymnastics to understand something they never will. There's no speaking in absolutes when it comes to mental health. Both sides of the spectrum are reaching. All that's clear is a lack of clarity. I don't know what's going on with Kanye at the present moment, but I do know how transformed you can feel before, during, and after a manic episode. However, if you're unearthed to reality on a consistent basis, the brush with an elevated mindset can throw you all the way off. There's nothing more powerful or potent than extreme mania. This is still Kiana Sweets. There is nothing more powerful or potent than extreme mania. It has literally changed my life for better and worse. If it has greatly deepened my spirituality and sense of self, it also made me believe things that don't make a lick of sense. Let me repeat that. It also made me believe things that don't make a lick of sense. This is from Kiana Fitzgerald. This is from her account at Kiana Fitz. Don't want any copyright issues, but this is what she says. Both of those things can can and do coexist. That's it. And about the whole, the last, the last thing I'm going to say on this right now is about it, like, because he's dropping an album and people are like, He's dropping an album. You guys are getting food again. Even if he was, but other people have bipolar. And if this is a bigger like picture here, why do you care so much about? And it's like, yo, if you, I'm in, I've worked in the music industry. Everyone has something popping off that y'all think is just natural before they do an album. That's a part of the rollout, honey. That's like what people do, but that's not what I'm not sure. I'm, I know that's not what he's doing, but I'm just saying, like, you guys are like, People doing rollouts. Y'all get tricked and fooled every single time. I'm just letting y'all know that. But anyways, I would say this about the whole rollout thing. The rollout is a product of the mania is what I think. Like when you get ramped up, it's like you get super creative and you can you make an album or you like even if you didn't, if you were kind of regular before, not regular, I hate that term, but if you weren't in your manic state before, and then once you start getting really creative, like that's what happens. And then even just in that manic state, you want to drop your album right then and there because you're like, so you feel so you're in the highest elevated mindset. You're like, boop, we're dropping this. So to me, I could be reaching, but that's why I think that it's like always followed up with an album. 
his extreme manic modes. He rolls albums out when he's manic, of course. The stress of a creative project can trigger an episode, and some people feel most creative and impulsive when they are having an episode, which results in creating and finishing a whole album and dropping it during their manic episode. These just random tweets that I've been like saying to people. I'm still trying to uncover, not even uncover all this. I just want the stigma to go away. And for even just us as like people in psychology and stuff and researchers to figure out what we can do to avoid stuff like this. So love Kanye, praying for Kanye, Kim, the whole family, everyone. Stop blaming Kim. For gold, which gold is like the special things, like little nuggets or cute like shows that I watch or just anything that I'm just like, ooh, I like this. I just want to say I love the shy. That's it. That's the tweet. <laughs> or not the tweet. That's the gold. I've been waiting to watch season three because one of my friends, like we watched together. So I'm like, I'm not about to watch it without with anyone else. So or with myself. Hell, I just want to say that. And I love Papa from the shy and like all of the kids, just the story and everything that's happening. Lena Waithe created one hell of a show. And that's all I want to say about gold, to be honest. That's it. That, that's the segment. The shy. Get on it get with it or get lost we're gonna go on a peace of mind which will be anthony duncan this conversation was one of my favorites in the top three of my podcast episodes and interviews period that i've ever done this was really really insightful so we're gonna go into peace of mind hey can you hear me yeah i can hear you yeah okay um all right that was easy okay we're just gonna get started then um like I'll do my little intro and then I'll like then we just I'll ask you questions and it's like it's super chill people always like get weird but yeah okay so (laughs) hi guys we're listening to the for your thoughts podcast where psychology pop culture and self meet today I have like a really 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 special guest we go way back to like the middle school and like riding the bus together and just like Houston and like that whole community his name is Anthony Duncan and he is the founder of Dead to Silence. Um, say hi, Anthony. Hey, what's going on? So tell us like more about Dead to Silence and how it all started and where it came from, the idea and everything like that. Yeah, so thank you so much for this opportunity, Penny. Like I really yeah. appreciate you coming on Saturday and also just asked me to be on your podcast to talk about some things that are really plague in our community. So mm-hmm. thank you for that. Yes, you're so welcome. Mm-hmm. So um, Dead to Silence is a initiative and nonprofit that gears towards creating space for unspoken mental health issues, uh, which pretty much means anything like depression, anxiety, suicide, uh, abuse, whatever you want to uh, like, that you've been not have not been talking about. This is a space we create these space for people to to bring those things up. That's mm-hmm. Dead to Silence, and so we want to be able to create like fireside chats, um, different uh, virtual events or different spaces where you're able to really understand that your voice is your power um, and your silence will, 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 will hinder you. So, yeah. so I really, um, me and my, my co-founder day also day by, uh, we both um, were together. We came up with this, um, with an the side we both want to bring awareness to mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how this kind of happened was like on my journey, my sister, um, she committed suicide about eight years ago now. 
And that was something that was really difficult for me to even process during that time because I was deemed as the strong one because I didn't speak much. You know, I was quiet. So people yeah, you were leaned quiet. on me. Yep. I, I feel like we got like we all got on your nerves like on the bus because we were so <laughs> we would like bug the fuck out of you. I know we did. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, I think I was I don't know. I think I was just a natural. Not in a bad way person. though. Like you would talk like if like all the time, but you know, some people are just like way more out there than others, you know? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I was more of an introvert back then. Yeah. And I think I'm still an introvert, but I can be an extrovert more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it just comes with just being more comfortable with who you are. And I don't think I was in that space of being comfortable. Yeah. And so that kind of like led more into, you know, when this happened with my sister, uh, I was like, okay, this is really, this is really, you know, tough for me. But I have people that are crying. I have my mom, my dad, friends around me. So let me be strong for them. Mm-hmm. And I just really depend on the Lord and like my faith really to get me through it. But I never dealt with it until uh, I moved, really moved to New York. And I was going through a tough time in my life. And I was the self the self-discovery, trying to figure out what I wanted to do was my purpose, my passion. Uh, during that time, I ended up just like changing my relationship with food and those things just kind of like opened up. And so my friend had an event, a uh, one-stage play that was around mental health and mm-hmm. it was talked about teen suicide and uh, incarceration at a young age, depression, anxiety. And, uh, you know, some just spoke inside of me and said, just share your story. You know, talk about what you've been through. Talk about your sister. And that was a, a very... A uh, refreshing moment for me because I was able to let out something that I never spoke about so freely and people were able to connect with me and I was able to connect with other people mm-hmm. and I just continued to talk more about it and it just kind of led to a point like you know I want to create something and my co-founder Dayby he was the same way because he knew my sister very well and we were both like let's dead the silence like wait yeah. there it goes that's that speaks volume you know you, you we suffer in silence and we just need to kill it we need to speak up yeah. and say what's on our field so we can not erase but change that negative energy let that negative energy out and mm-hmm. then you're just going to replace that with positive ones and more affirmations and you're able to just develop self-love and you just start healing that's what it's really all about mm-hmm. so go back to like so you said that you didn't really like deal with it until you moved to New York and like, you kind of just use your faith, which is amazing. I wanted you to talk more about like what that like journey was like with your faith. And then when you like dealt with it, I guess, like on a therapeutic level and like how that goes. Cause I talk a lot about like faith and like therapy. Cause you know, some people like a lot of people, like people in church don't believe in therapy or that they're just right. starting to open up to it. So I would love for you to speak on like, like that whole journey till now, you know? Yeah. So when that did happen, I remember uh, a moment not to get any gruesome or anything. Um, you know, it was a part like before the funeral where we had to view the body um, and just be there with my my sister. And so I felt this wave of like uh, emotion and tears forming. But I just some I just talked to God and I said, protect me. He protected mm-hmm. me and just kept me there and kept me, I would say, strong, you know, mm-hmm. for the people around me. So I didn't cry. I didn't show any emotion. I just literally just called up to God and he just told me that moment yeah yeah it was a very it was a moment that's when I was like you know what I want somebody here physically to to carry on but like you are giving you're pretty much are there for me and I and I I felt that you know in that moment so I trusted him and and from that point on I had a strong faith um but um I will say that I it didn't I think in, in me not letting it out or the emotions 
it kind of came out in negative ways, you know, throughout like college and stuff, you know, you know, getting into different relationships, you know, over the drinking or, you know, mm-hmm. getting in smoking more, you know, trying to figure out like, well, why did my sister enjoy this so much? So it was coping in negative ways and negative situations and was preventing me from actually evolving. Um, and so I didn't even like, I, I would say I didn't like therapy. I wasn't comfortable with talking to a stranger. Yeah. Who is? Yeah. This is like, nigga, who is you? (laughs) Right. Exactly. Especially, you know, it was a white woman. So I was like, I don't really, you don't know me. (laughs) I don't know you. You're trying to struggle. Exactly. I already don't open up to people already. So this is just a foreign topic and it's not going to work for me. Um, So that was my mindset, you know, growing up. Um, But it it really wasn't until like I started to, like read different books. The book called Conversation with God, which is a really, really good book that really just uh, opened my mind to um, like the book. And it pretty much said like, you know, God is love. And, you know, if you think of happy thoughts, you're thinking of him, you know, and he doesn't judge, you know, judgment, that's what, that's living in hell. You know, mm-hmm. your jealousy, fear, um, anxiety, that's all like, thoughts of of hell you know we mm-hmm. all if you if you have those thoughts and, you, and you're just anxious and you're worried then you're living in hell but you're living yeah. in like love then you're thinking of god so I was like oh wow that's dope and so like that's i just started yeah. To, yeah and i just started to see things kind of like continuing to happen in a negative way and it's like you know what can i do differently you know so i just started to like really just open up more you know talk about my story and i really got into um like like spiritual advisors like reiki healing um mm. I had a friend that she's into that stuff. And so she would help me out. And it just kind of over a period of time, I just started to realize like, wow, like therapy really does help and does work. You just have to find what's good. What, what, you have to find the type of therapy that's meant for you, you know? Sure. Um, another thing I used was like meditation. I use crystals, oh you know? Yeah. Oh, nice. What so, can you say about crystals? Cause like, I'm meditating, but I haven't, I haven't gotten <laughs> to the crystal game yet. That's yeah. I'm meditating. Yeah. Yeah, crystals is, is definitely people see crystals like how could this stone do how can this stone have so much power? But it it really it comes from the earth and it has energy. Every crystal mm-hmm. um corresponds to a chakra on your body and also has a mantra to it. And so like if you ever we I probably take it to a crystal store when the world opens up. Yes, you should definitely do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you know, if you just touch a crystal and you just uh you know close your eyes, it will speak to you. Like if you feel like a strong pool, mm-hmm. then you know that type of crystal is for you. And so like some that I have are for confidence, um, you know, get rid of old energy and get and bring in new ones, uh, learning how to manifest. And so I would literally like chant those mantras to me through my meditation. And it would just kind of uh, help me throughout the day. And also I'll be faced with situations where I had to speak up, where I had to say what's on my mind. Um, and once I chose myself, it was just like, wow, that felt good. You finally chose yourself. Yeah. You actually now are respecting you because you're speaking your truth. You're saying X, Y, and Z. And so it just like you're walking it. into like who God like made you to be, honestly, because yeah. all of that, you know, everything happens like for a reason. Although it's like, why would why would that happen? You know, like people always question exactly. that. But it was for you to like make things like this and like stop that from happening for others, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. But we're all here for a purpose. Like we all have like a task that God gave us, but in order for it to happen, we have to open our eyes, open our ears to actually mm-hmm. hear it and listen. And then he'll, he'll pretty much download everything, but we just have to like really hundred percent just surrender let go, and surrender. Let it, yes. 
That's so wild. Like literally my, like, so before like your conversation, I like kind of have had like a monologue and it's all about like letting go and like surrendering, surrendering to the possibilities and just like giving things to God, even though right. you like don't want to do it. It's like, fuck, like I do not want to do it. Sorry for cussing about God. I do it all the time. But, like, <laughs> he like, knows I'm your heart. <laughs> yeah. It's like, dang, but it's like, he always provides something greater and better and has like a better reason for why he's taking that thing exactly. away from you. Yeah, exactly. And you have to be like, okay, well, I, I trust you. I know I, I feel like I want it because I also, it's difficult for me to, it has been difficult for me to like uh, let go of control. I like to control everything. Mm-hmm. But if you control everything and, you know, if you keep fighting something that's not for you, it's not going to feel good because it's like, oh, this is Forced not it. what I expected. Yeah. yeah it's like, I just waited. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. There's no season in it. It's just. <laughs> It's no flavor. It's like right. nothing. <laughs> that is so true. That is very true. I needed that, low key. But okay, yeah. so tell me more, like about Ashley and how special she was. We kind of talked about that, like at the park or whatever. Right. And I love like how like you're so like light, like lighthearted about it, and just like you talk about her in like such a light way. And I know a lot, a lot of people aren't able to do that about you know their loved ones that might have passed or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like, tell us about her and like. What like gives you that you know that strength and stuff like that? Ooh, it definitely it, it took me a while because it was times where I had to choose if I wanted to to answer the question like yes or no like do I have a sister do I not have a sister? Oh, like, wow. say, that happened like going through when it happened like during college and stuff like or people that just just met me like oh you have a sister like I could say yes and then they're asked like where is she at how old is she. And they keep crying. It's like, oh, stressful. And then I have to say that it's like an awkward silence. and Or I could say no and not honor her. So it was just a very awkward situation yeah. that I, I was with. Um, but I think it just comes with um, really understanding that, I think it also comes with guilt. Like understanding that, you know, it's not your fault. You know, like you couldn't prevent her from doing what she did. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes God calls their angels early. And it's really unfortunate that she chose that that way to go. You know, you can't really question what what happened, but um, she just felt like she couldn't do it, and it's like it's nothing that I could have done um to pre- to prevent that. Like it's very unfortunate um that that happened, but I also know that um, you know, she 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 before that she was a loving spirit. She was just very hurting so badly, and what I can do is just be like more of a uh, you know, kind of person and, and just honestly be able to be with people, be there for people, you know, because mm-hmm. she didn't feel like, she didn't feel like she was loved, you know, and there were situations that, you know, I had to say, okay, there's times where I could do this, I could do that, but you know, like, it's okay, you know? Yeah. Um, and so just knowing that she's still here surrounding me, um, she may not be physically, but you know, her spirit, her soul is here. And mm-hmm. so I'm able just to think of her in that light of like the good times that we had and, you know, the things that I do now that's like, wow, like I do that because she's here. You know, I'm kind of reason I'm in New York because her spirit is up here. You know, I felt a, a strong pool. So, yeah. Yeah. She's definitely would been like a New York chick for sure. <laughs> yeah. For with sure. the tattoos. She would have yeah. <laughs> the art, like everything. So, yeah. I just, yeah, it's just kind of going through the process of healing and just understanding all aspects of it. And even, even being real with yourself, you know, acknowledge that um, sometimes things, sometimes that, you were just um, holding, you, you was, you felt bad about something that you did or you feel like you caused something when it had nothing to really like to do with you, you know? Yeah. That was so. one of my questions um, was about like, 
I know like when some people lose a friend or family member to suicide, like they feel some level of guilt. And even, like, I know some, like, a lot of, like, her friends who kind of felt that way for a while and te- sometimes still do. So it's, like, how can you you kind of answer the question, honestly. But if there's anything else, like, how can you support someone who may be feeling that way? Or what can someone do if they are feeling that way? I would I say like one. Kind of answer it. Like, like, how can you support someone who may be feeling like that guilt? Like, right. if, like, if I have a friend that was like that and, like, or if someone is, like, if it's me, like, how can... I, like how like how would you help somebody like not feel that way the guilt but you kind of answered it unless you have anything else I would just say honestly you have to forgive yourself yeah forgive, forget forgive yourself for anything that you feel like you may have caused and then to let it go mm-hmm. and just and then, then just love on yourself in that moment like you let go like I said earlier like you have to let go of those negative thoughts those negative feelings that guilt and then just that that opens up a fresh room for you to love on yourself again. It's like, I forgive you and I accept abundance. I accept love. You know, um, I accept all eternity. And then you have the choice to make better make better choices just to go about life differently. Yeah. So, and I feel like during this time, like, I'm not sure if you, like, follow, like, the media and stuff like that. But Tamar Braxton, like, attempted to commit suicide, I think, last week. Um, and even, like, stuff with Kanye West and just, like, a lot. Mm-hmm. And even just on my timeline, like some people that I've known for years, like whether it's like through social media or in, in real life have like came on there, like saying like, yo, like I thought about doing this or I'm, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or just like saying things that kind of like would like kind of are, are well, I, I hate saying this, but saying things that are suicidal, what yeah. I think might be such or whatever. And right. it's like a really, really like hard time for people period. So if you like, what would you say to somebody who might be having like suicidal thoughts or anything like that? Like what's the best way to support somebody without, you know, being too pushy or, you know, just offending mm. them or whatever it might be. I would say, honestly, like, it's, I don't think it's really thing, anything you could say, but it's really just showing love for your actions, you know, yeah, um, just being there and just like really being thoughtful, you know, like it's, you can say a lot of things, but like people really, connect with like you know the things the little things in in, in life so I really would say like just be there you know emotionally spiritually like pray for them and just just really just show that they are loved like through through physical touch or whatever however you feel but um yeah I definitely say just be be there for them you know and just do anything like that you can your power that you know like hey I am showing this person I love them I show them that they are wanted needed um and then I also will give them the space but I'm just here for them and I want them to feel that energy mm-hmm. um so okay so how has like quarantine and stuff been for you like what have you been up to on a lighter note stuff <laughs> um quarantine has definitely been rough <laughs> for at the beginning yeah. um I think I had you know, we had I had my whole year plan, like there's things that we Same. were doing. You gotta let that go too. Talking about uh, let it go. Ooh. You gotta let that go. Ooh. I was so I was I was like it was like one thing after another. Like I was we were planning on um going into colleges and doing like a self love workshop. That was about to start and was doing um a trap healing event and we also then I also had something for me that for school I was going to Indonesia for the summer to uh, do like a malnutrition program out there for two weeks. I was so excited. And once everything just started just to get canceled, I was just so upset. I was mad. I was just in a very depressive state. I was like, wow, like 
my whole year, I was about to curse. I was like, my whole year's over. Like everything yeah. I had planned was over, but I had to honestly had to just take a moment just to mourn all of that. I cried it out. I was upset. I wrote everything and I realized, okay, God, we here now. What what do you want me to do? <laughs> like what, what is like, okay, yeah, like, what the? <laughs> like what else I can do. Like Exactly. I mourned it and I was like and, and, and he pretty much spoke to me like I I'm all I've this very there's been a lot of self work I had to do with myself in order to get to a place I am now. I had to develop like more confidence and I had more time to put towards things that I've been putting off. And so as in the end of quarantine, I think I'm a, a whole lot different person now. Like I'm mentally oh God, stronger. Me too, me too, me too. <laughs> and more disciplined. I really feel that way. <laughs> yes. I feel like a lot of people are like, you know, not using this time to do that self-work and stuff like that. They're kind of just like waiting for it to be over. But it's like, this is a great time to like truly do that, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. I guess like this is a beautiful time to, like I said, if you, we all are mourning something, so mourn it, don't dwell in it. And just honestly, like pick up something like you, something that you have been putting off for months because you are, we're always busy. Just, just do that. And then just keep doing that. So I, I just learned a lot more about myself and that, you know, I, I'm 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 pretty dope. I have some great things that I have inside of me that I've been pushing off because I don't feel like I had the time. But now mm-hmm. I'm doing that. So now, like, I'm, I'm a step further in my own walk and I know what's more important. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about like you're so you're in school for nutrition, right? Yeah, nutrition dietetics. Exactly? Yeah. Nu- so um, we kind of talked about like your your mission for that is kind of to like you know, I guess bring awareness to like nutrition and like how it affects your mental health, right? Right. That it, okay. So what like I guess could you say about that? And if there are any foods that you think that people should add or take away from like what you've learned so far, really just anything about that whole world period that you'd like to share. Yeah, it's uh, it's really interesting. I didn't, I mean, I didn't realize that food is medicine. <laughs> food is healing, which sounds a little crazy because we eat it every day. <laughs> mm-hmm. We just, I feel like food for some, for most people, even myself at one point was for instant gratification. Like I want that because yeah. I want it now. And food is actually for long-term gratification. It's, it's there to energize your body. It's there to make you feel good. It's there to you know uh, reduce the risk of like cancer and stuff in your body like it's there to really fuel your body that's what it's used for and um I just had to change my relationship I had to be like okay what food is going to fuel me and um so that that for me which was plants um which is like fruits and vegetables so I'm a vegan been vegan for two years now Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that everybody should go vegan. I just, oh, I didn't know that you were vegan. <laughs> when we were yeah. talking about like vegan and stuff, I didn't know that you were a vegan. I was just oh no, yeah, yeah. You. I didn't yeah. know that. Okay, yeah, yeah. I've been, been vegan for uh, two years now, and that's kind of how everything shifted because I was originally I don't know if I wanted to be a doctor, and when I was changing like my uh, my diet and stuff, I just started noticing how different I'm feeling, and I started doing more research, and I also noticed like I worked in a hospital in the Bronx. And everybody mm-hmm. there, uh, majority of the people had like diabetes, high cholesterol, uh, all of these, you know, um, disorders, diseases that can be prevented from eating better. And we don't have that education. Uh, doctors are not taught that in school. And the nutrition dietetic field is predominantly white women. So we don't have mm-hmm. that representation. So that's why I figured, okay, this could be great because I, I'm really passionate about uplifting our community both mentally and physically to the body. Um, so that's why I decided to change my path from being a, me- being a doctor to going into dietetics. Um, mm-hmm. 
So basically, we need to just be eating lots of plants. Yeah, like I, I, I believe in I, I believe in being plant forward. You know, mm-hmm. so like incorporating more fruits and vegetables and realizing that you know you don't need to have meat and and fish all the time. Like take you know take that meat off your plate and woo, you have a vegan plate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like adding yeah. another vegetable. You know, is really not that difficult but we think it's so difficult and so hard and vegan is such a boring topic but it's really just you know sometimes let's just not eat meat tonight let me just do something different let me try this new product or whatever it's just like just incorporating just more healthful um options you know and reducing mm-hmm. the amount of meat processed food that, that we do eat mm-hmm. and i feel like we eat those things you know for that instant gratification or that taste even though it's just for literally that moment and then what it leaves us with is like you know, like a shitty diet, just a shitty acne, all kind of thing. So it's like uh-huh. kind Popeyes. of like changing Popeyes. Popeyes. Oh my Popeyes. Like I get sleepy after. Yeah, yep. I still eat it. It's like I'm about to be sleepy and draggy. Like, why would I even eat this? So I guess like changing your mind for like that, like the instant versus delayed gratification type of thing. Like, what's better for you? Just really like be being committed and sticking to it. Yeah, because it's just food. Like, and that joy goes away in like 0.5 seconds. But that's how that's how we live our life. Like, we live our yep. life for instancy. Like, oh, we want this moment for right now. But afterwards, we're gonna feel like crap. But we don't care because right now we we need it now. It's but mm-hmm. like, like I'm about to get fucked up. Right, 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 right. Sometimes you just learn like to just chill out and like you know what? Like when it comes to me, like I'm just like I see it smells good. I acknowledge it. But I know that my body's going to feel like crap the next day or so I don't want to do that. I want to continue to keep it how it is. So I think that's like a mindset that, you know, we all should think. Because I used to, I used to, oof, I used to eat some Popeyes, some Frenchies. Mm-hmm. And Ooh, I wouldn't Frenchies. feel good. Yes. Ooh, I've had that a long time. I miss it though. <laughs> Me too. Okay, you talked about, and I, I feel like I remember this, like that you were going to be a doctor. I, I'm not sure how yeah. I knew that. Probably just from like combos with you, like our random conversations that we have, like right. every so <laughs> couple, couple of years. But um, like I want you to talk about like the switch of that because even like in my podcast, I've talked about like how like I was supposed to do one thing, but, but like my life transitioned into, into a whole other direction that I didn't know was going to go. Like letting go of like something like being a doctor. I know that that. I'm not sure how that was for you. I can only imagine like what it was like for you. So like, I guess like that transition and like the same thing, like letting go and like holding on to things, but, but like, I guess letting God like redirect your path. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I understand. understand. Like Mm -hmm. it really goes back to letting go of that control. Cause I was adamant. I was like, I'm going to be a doctor. I don't care how difficult it's going to be. I don't care how old I am. I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to do it. And I kept because I kept doing that. I'm like, I'm going to do it. But then I just wasn't listening to him. And it got to a point. It got to a point. And it was like, look, it ain't going to happen. This ain't it. (laughs) It ain't it. And I kept pushing it and pushing and pushing. And it got to a point like, look, there's no more way for you to go. And so I had to like literally sit to myself and like ask, okay, what? Okay, what are you going to do now? Like, uh, you know, I want to be a doctor. I know I'm, I've talked about this forever, but. He was like, okay, I'm, you are going to help people, but you're not going to help people in the way that you think you're going to help them. You're going to help the pe- people that I have gave into you. Like, that's why yeah. I've changed I've changed your diet. I put you in South Bronx so you can work in this environment, you know, so you can see different things, you know. And so now that you have changed your relationship, you see that, you know, natural products are healing and you can use that. And I showed you different things that will help, that help you along the way in your career. And I also have... 
opened you up, you know, talking about your sister. Now you are acknowledging things and now you're able to start this nonprofit that's helped others. And now you can merge those two together and you could pretty much use your nutrition to help people with, with mental health issues. So yeah, that's so good. Mm-hmm. So that's literally great. letting go and like letting God just, like that's than just being you like just being a doctor, like that's means so much more, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah. That is like greater than anything. So exactly, I love that. But what's really hard for me, and I'm sure everybody is like that time period where you just don't know, like you haven't gotten Oof. that answer yet. It's like Oof. tough. I don't that, even I, know like what to do during that time. I haven't figured that out yet, personally. Like, yeah, I wasn't. I was in that time for for a minute because I actually like um, stopped pursuing medicine twice. So like after undergrad. I tried to do it. I mean, I did a post back, but then I left the post back and then I went back home for a little bit. So then I got into sales and I was doing sales for a minute. And that's what actually brought me to New York. Um, and so while I was in sales, I just like, I'm just not happy. And so after, you know, I left that job, I just was like in this rut. I was like, what am I going to do now? And that's when I got back in, you know, I said, I know I want to help people. Let's say, well, I wanted to be a doctor, so let me go back and do this. And like, I got back on my path and stuff, but it was hurdles and hurdles and hurdles. I'm like, no, I'm a, I'm a, yeah, I have to do it now. But then it's like, okay, 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 okay. Mm-hmm. This, now this all makes sense now. Mm-hmm. Just, it's, it's, it's hard. It's tough because you see people around you doing great things. And so you fall into a depression. Like, man, I want to do great things too. Like, I don't know what to do. So you mm-hmm. drink more excessively. You know, you cope with it in negative ways. So I had to realize, sure. like, I need to add more practices like meditation into my life and yoga and working out. And, and subtract that with like those those things that just cope for the moment, you know. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about the whole media and like music thing. It's like I definitely love media, and that's like the out, outlet that I'm going to use to like spread like mental health awareness and stuff. But I feel like at one point I lost that vision, like that God gave me like years ago, honestly, and just got right. caught up in like media, music, working at labels, all that glitz and glam and stuff like that. Even though I still knew in the back of my head, okay, I'm gonna make it to this point, or like become a, di- a director of something, whatever, like at a label so that I can be able to input this mental health thing in there. But then God was like, girl, no, like that's not how it's about to work. Like in right. the quarantine, <laughs> I literally like pray like, yo, like what's going on? I have a master's, like I have so much experience, but these yeah. doors just are not opening for me. Like they're just yeah. not. And even I'm not excited about things anymore. You know, that I used to be, mm-hmm. it's the only thing that kept exciting me was like conversations like this with friends, you know, like, and yes. just like my podcast, just like researching and watching hella YouTube videos on like weird shit, like the in- instant gratification versus delayed, you know? Oh like, my God, stuff, boundaries, like, stuff like yeah. that. Me too. Yeah, Me too. Like, exactly. <laughs> like you rela- everything. So I'm just like, yo, like, what is this about? And it's, it just filled me more than like anything I've been doing that looks so beautiful and glitz and glam or whatever. And I was right. like, you know what? You're, you're supposed to like be someone's therapist. And although like you can do that and still like, be in, in media and like still do, do exactly. like the things you love but that's mm-hmm. what I'm really supposed to be doing so that's why you know I told you I was going back to school and stuff like that so the right. outside it's like okay you just finished your master's you must go back again like it sounds kind of like yo like what are you doing like like it sounds as if I don't know what I'm doing but I really do so it's like yeah, you do hard now. to deal with <laughs> yeah I do now yeah, yeah. before I really did like so I think another thing is that we don't for things that God has put on heart on our heart we don't see a blueprint for that. We're like, well, it's never been done before. How am I going to do this? But it's like, uh, duh, you. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm giving everything inside of you to do it. It's like, well, I don't know how to, oh, shoot, like start a, a start a nonprofit. I don't know how to do graphics. I don't know how to do this. But it's like, 
okay, thank you for acknowledging that. But like, I've sent people for you to teach you to help you go on yeah. your way, like, no like whatever. Exactly, like, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. So it's all that, but it's like once you just surrender, like you said, surrender, you know, and realize, like, okay, so I can create this blueprint. I can. This is the create. This is a life that God's created for me. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. That's okay. good. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, is there anything? So I feel like I have like lots of questions about that. Like, I feel like we answered everything that I had to say, or you just answered it naturally. I had like twenty questions, but for some reason, I'm like a talker. So sorry. No, it's good. <laughs> like, that's great for podcasting. This was so so good. But if 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 it's anything like you want to share, like about dead the silence about ashley about um nutrition anything else that you want to share for the people you can go ahead and do that and then we'll like close out yeah so um one thing that i want to talk about is that um so that's so i actually created a documentary about two years ago when i first started this really funny story um i was like oh hey i'm starting dead the silence i have t-shirts okay let me get some of my friends together to you know help market this and just say like what you want to get the silence on that's what it was supposed to be, like five of my friends. And we really got booked the studio, had somebody directing it and everything. And once we just got in front of the camera, we were just talking candidly. Um, my friends just started to open up to me about their life. That's something I never even knew about. Then I was like, oh, okay, so let me ask this question, see if they're going to answer. And they kept answering. So it just got into such an honest conversation. I was like, whoa, this is a lot of footage. Like, this is, this is way more bigger than then just a minute yeah yeah so i said in a while so i was like okay am i gonna you know how am i gonna put this together my friend said, let's create a documentary i was like i've never done this before i don't know how to edit and i was like i know how to do this trust me and follow the process so mm-hmm. fast forward we actually created a documentary an hour documentary uh we re- we uh, did a screening last year in november and now it's available to be watched on my website on com. Um, where you can view it, watch it, and stuff there. Love so it. I'll put it out. in like the link in, in the podcast, stuff like that, so people can go there. Yeah, it's really about just um, it's about it's for millennials, by millennials. It talks about like the struggles that we that we have faced in our our life and how we were able to overcome those to develop like you know self love and start like our healing process and the things that we were dealing with. So mm-hmm. it was definitely raw and kind of. I think it's something that it's good to see just regular normal people, you know, like going through it. And dealing yeah, with it. for sure. I definitely need to check that out ASAP. So where can they find like your Instagram, Dead the Silence Instagram, what's next for Dead the Silence? And uh, yeah. Um, so my Instagram is a underscore D-U-N-K-S. Um, Dead the Silence under, uh, Instagram is Dead the, Dead the Silence, D-A-D-A-D-D Silence. Um, and also you can uh, find uh, find the um, find the, the documentary on the website uh com. and honestly just next we're going to just continue to to put out content on our instagram um and we do have like some conversations that we do want to plan coming uh going forward so yeah just follow us and just stay tuned and you know hopefully you'll be able to find something that can help you on your journey like affirmations or a video or something like and we're always here just to communicate with with, with people that follow us because you know it takes a village to raise yeah you know, people, for sure so. All about community. Yes, love that. Oh my God. Thank you so much. That was so good. And I can't wait to <laughs> and go get crystals and stuff. And just, I like, know. Happy and stuff. Even though I'm already happy. Just, this is a feel <laughs> good combo. Like, I love stuff like this, truly. So thank you. I'm glad, like, years later, like, we're still in each other's lives. Obviously, yes. that's for a reason, too. Like, that doesn't always just happen like that either. No. So, no. 
I really definitely the right different times because <laughs> yeah, we lived in Harlem and we were like, oh, we get up and it never really happened. Yeah, cause, and at that time, I, this is not what I was on at all. <laughs> yeah, no, me too. I was on some business corporate sales. I'm trying yeah. to have the time out in Harlem and we were both in the same way, but like a different path. So mm-hmm. we just kept passing know? each other. It was so random. It's like, <laughs> yeah. yo, why do I keep seeing you everywhere? I'm right, up. right. That's but crazy. now we had the conversation. So yeah, things I things love just that. Happen. Yes. Okay, I'll hit you up and this will come out thursday so i'll send you like okay. all the info you can post it like wherever and yeah i'm, I'm excited this is gonna be good so i feel like if this is the first time i think i've done one with like people someone from houston like in our community and stuff oh, so it's, gonna, yes. it's gonna be late it's gonna be late so i'm excited i'm excited as well mm-hmm. okay i'll text you bye bye <laughs>